0: Eat, Drink, DFW from the Dallas Morning News is made possible by Central Market.
1: Hey, North Texas food fans. Welcome to Eat, Drink, DFW from the Dallas Morning News. Each week we dish on the local restaurant scene, food and drink trends, cooking and shopping tips, and unpack everything that makes North Texas one of the most vibrant, diverse, and ambitious food scenes in the country. I'm your host, food editor Aaron Bookie, and if you're getting a gift from us this year, it'll probably be some kind of food. Today we'll share some of our favorite food and food-related gift ideas, from tamales and baked goods to our favorite cooking utensils. We'll also dive into the latest restaurant news with new spots in Oak Cliff and East Dallas it all get started right after this.
0: Central Market is really into food. Like fish flown in so fresh it still has jet lag into food. Our sourdough starter has been around since grunge was a thing into food. We're talking more prime cuts than a greatest hits album into food. Central Market is really into food. If you are too, then we're the HQ for you. Whether you're a make every recipe in the cookbook foodie or a my favorite recipe is reheat type who just digs the delectable, no place makes every day more delicious like Central Market. Really into food. Shop now at centralmarket.com.
1: Welcome back, everyone. Be sure to go to dallasnews.com slash food for information on our show and all the latest food and restaurant news. Don't forget to tell us what you think at eatdrink at dallasnews.com. If you like the show, please show us some love and leave a good review on Apple Podcasts. Later, we'll share our go-to foodie gift ideas, but first, we're discussing the latest restaurant news with food reporter Sarah Blaskovich, Claire Baller, and Imelda
2: Garcia. Claire, what did you write about this week? So McDonald's announced that they have launched a spinoff restaurant. So yes, we we're talking like a separate restaurant. And As if that one's not working? Right, I know. <laughs> it, it was pretty surprising news to see. So this is a drink-centric concept, and they just opened the first location in Bolingbrook, Illinois. But the really interesting thing and interesting for us in North Texas is that they plan to open the nine other pilot locations for this new concept, which is called Cosmics. We'll get to the name in a second. Uh oh. They plan to open those nine other pilot locations in San Antonio and North Texas. So all nine of those will be in Texas, which I think is really interesting.
3: McDonald's has a history of testing things here, uh, which is just interesting to me. We are sort of chain restaurant central Mm -hmm. in DFW. And there's this old wives tale that if a chain restaurant can work here, it can work anywhere. And we did see them test their plant based burger here in DFW. And they had actually good demographic reason why they did that.
2: They also tested a very mobile order driven new restaurant model. Oh, here yeah. Conveyor belt is a mm-hmm. the
3: buzzword. There. Exactly.
2: Yeah. So it's not surprising that they are bringing this concept here. Uh, we don't know when they will open locations here or exactly where, but they are expecting to open those in 2024 before the end of the year. And so this brand is named after a 1980s McDonald's mascot called Cosmic, who's oh, this no. little alien guy. Okay. <laughs> and so this is not <laughs> not cosmic as in the way the word is is spelled. (laughs) Right. This is C-O-S capital M lowercase C apostrophe S cosmics possessive. And um, Sarah, the first thing that I thought about when I saw this concept and I looked at the menu was this is McDonald's does cool kid coffee.
3: Yes. This is a Dutch brothers competitor.
2: This seems like their approach to the cool kid coffee concept where it's these really whimsical kind of out there coffee drinks and they have some breakfast sandwiches and some sweet things, but it is really drink centric and they seem to be trying to enter that coffee tea based drink world. I also think they're trying to tap into the whole soda trend
1: too, kind of that dirty soda trend, the Sonic like Sour Aid, this and that and there's a new shop in Plano that actually replaced Sugar Mountain called Sip City. Oh, it's a great name. Cosmics,
3: yes. are you listening? I know. <laughs> Sip, City. Sip City is great.
1: And, and you can create all of these soda concoctions. It's like soda plus more syrup. And so mm. Cosmic's <laughs> kind of reminds me of that. Although I want to call it Cosmic Seas for some reason, which, which makes make zero sense. sense. Well, those, all those
3: non-vowels together is <laughs> it's bad.
1: I like the retro vibe, though, and the logo. It kind of reminds me of Toy Story. Like when you mentioned (laughs) the Alien, Cosmic. Like I see
3: this whole Toy Story vibe. I totally get that. It is so interesting to me that we are finding ways for people who are too young to drink alcohol to pay for more drinks. Because I came from an era where sugar and soda was a bad thing. And we were talking a lot about how to drink less of it. And I feel like adults my age don't drink a lot of that. I mean, I, I believe if you're going to consume calories, it should be in wine. So, <laughs> yes. I, you know, like this, this idea that I would drive through for a non-alcoholic beverage packed with calories and sugar... It's a no for me. Yeah.
2: But it is no different if you went to a Starbucks and got a loaded Frappuccino, right? But I would never do that. Right. Now,
3: what Dutch Brothers has done is they often open across the street from a high school or even junior highs, places where kids are coming out of school at three, four o'clock, and they're thinking, I want one of those energy drink whatevers. Dutch Brothers isn't really even about coffee. So I think Cosmics is right. It's not about coffee, it's about beverages. Of which, are there coffees?
2: There are coffees, coffee-like drinks. I mean, there's coffee in them, but I don't think that that's the main focus. Yeah, your family
3: in Italy is not super proud of the coffee that's on the menu, maybe.
2: (laughs) (laughs) We'll see. It will be interesting to see how far this concept goes, and if it does go international, I don't know. McDonald's tends to do things pretty big. agree. I'm with you, Sarah. I think the sugar trend is bad. Like, I feel like we're adding more sugar
1: to things now and probably should be adding less sugar. And the whole debate about the Panera that lemonade that killed somebody because it has so much caffeine in it. people now, yeah. Yeah.
3: That comes up in every other conversation I have with people.
1: So in case you missed it, Panera is kind of in the hot seat right now for this charged lemonade that they have. This thing has 390 milligrams of caffeine in a 30 ounce serving, which is over the maximum of what you're supposed to have per day. And for people who maybe have heart problems or other health issues, if that is not clearly marked, like they could die and that is what happened. In this one story that I'm reading, Panera says they stand by the product for now, though it has added more warnings about the ingredients.
3: Oh, mm. do we have to stand by that product? I, I don't know. Like, maybe
1: just take it down a notch, <laughs> Panera. So if you're not into cosmics, if that's not your thing, Sarah, you have
3: some local news. I want to start with Jack of all, as in the beginning of the phrase Jack of all trades. Hmm. Jack of All is a new nano brewery, bar and restaurant in Oak Cliff. It was created by two of the pioneers of the Bishop Arts District, Amy Wallace Cowan and Jason Roberts, and they started Odd Fellows 13 years ago. They also have Revelers Hall, which is a jazz bar, and they own a retail shop called AJ Vagabonds, and they in general have just been big champions for the Bishop Arts District. They also were behind all the street festivals in that region, which really helped bring people from all parts of Dallas to Oak Cliff. Jack of All is their play on a ruin bar, which was a phrase I didn't know. A ruin bar is a bar from Budapest, Hungary, that is built in a decaying building, often has graffiti on the walls and other sort of mismatched art. And it's a place for, I think, mostly young people over there to go and hang out and drink together, sort of a community spot. And so what they did at Jack of All, it's a more than 100-year-old building that they moved into, sort of near the eastern edge of the Bishop Arts District. And it's in the same building, but around the corner from Oddfellows, if anybody knows where that is. Is. And though they redesigned the building, and so there's like clean new walls, they've made it look old and there's art everywhere. They've painted the walls olive green and it just feels kind of like a European pub. Is this the old grilled cheese? Spot? Great question. It is next door to the old grilled cheese spot. It is the old Chantai and Pha 88. So they've completely redone it, but they're trying to make it feel like it's lived in. It's a cool idea. The food is eclectic European food, I'd call it. So pastrami poutine with pastrami that they have smoked in house, and fish and chips, and grilled bratwurst, and a couple of soups to sort of warm your bones. Feels like the kind of place you should tuck into when it's cold outside and drink some homemade beer. So it's kind of a partner with a little neighbor, right? Yes, Jack of All and Trades. So we just talked Ah. about Jack of All. Trades is a deli next door, kind of a New York City style deli, long and skinny with a slicer out on the counter where when you order your sandwich, they're going to slice your meat in front of you. And they are smoking all the meat in-house. So Trades is not yet open. It opens in January, but it becomes yet another place to get kind of a homemade sandwich with house smoked Meats, and I would say in this town we don't have a ton of that, and we always, always, always want more great sandwich shops. So I'm excited for Trades when it opens, and I'm also just excited in the jack of all trades play on words.
2: Yes, me too. Obviously,
3: it's so much better than Cosmix. Not that anyone is comparing the two.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's funny Sarah, because there's another deli opening, or soon to open, I think early next year, in the Cedars neighborhood, which is a concept from Olivia Genty of Fount Board and Table in Uptown. I love that place, and she's going the deli route too, and she's opening this like very old school classic style deli that will have cold cuts and also a place that you can sit and dine in and have a sandwich. And it made me realize we don't have that much of that here. So maybe we're starting to enter a new era.
1: I love a deli era. I am pro-Delhi era.
3: Yes, and a lot of these delis include bagels, we should add, and we've already Mm -hmm. obsessed over how much better bagels have gotten in Dallas. Okay, what else is going on in Oak Cliff, Sarah? I'm excited about the Mayor's House. We were talking about Jack of All, which is in a really old building. The Mayor's House is in the same era building. This building was built in 1910 by a man who, in the 1930s, became the mayor of Dallas for a couple of years. This is on Zhang Boulevard, just at the edge of the Bishop Arts District. And the Mayor's House had a lot of plans over the years, that had been redone and then not open and then a little more construction, still not open. Apparently, before the construction happened, there were 20 cats who lived inside there. So there was some work that needed Uh. to be done, we should say, (laughs) about this more than 100-year-old building. But now it is finally open and it is a Mediterranean restaurant run by two men from Turkey. They've designed the house to still feel like a house, which is really neat because this is an old like mansion from a mayor decades and decades ago. And so the original staircase, which is right off the foyer In the middle of the house goes straight up and then turns two ways and goes back upstairs. So like very grandiose you know with a big beautiful banister and then upstairs are several rooms like where the bedrooms would have been and so you can dine in one of the rooms and each room only has a handful of tables in it. So I just think that's a cool way to reuse an old building and they put Turkish rugs all over the floors and Turkish chandeliers and it's, it's traditional Turkish food. So lamb shish, their version of a baba ganoush and they make this really beautiful pillowy bread called pide. I tried some of the food. It is lovely and seems like a cool place to go, not only for Oak Cliff, but just in Dallas if you like this kind of food. Yeah, and these are the owners of Zelda's. That's right. right. Anybody mm-hmm. who knows CELDA at Preston and Beltline, this is them, and they have opened a second location now.
2: The past three restaurants that we've mentioned are all moving into old buildings, that's and right. I think that's so great, because let's be honest, Dallas doesn't do a great job about preserving historical buildings, and so I think it's awesome to see restaurants playing a part in that preservation.
3: Speaking of preservation, I have one more new one. It's an old Lubies. Different mm. kind of preservation. <laughs> okay. okay. But go with me. Birdie's East Side has opened in an old Lubies on East Mockingbird Lane. People in East Dallas cannot stop talking about Birdies. If you've been into any Lubies, you've been into them all. Right? Big open space. Of course, there's no like cafeteria line or heat lamps in there anymore. But Birdie's East Side is essentially, you know, an approachable American restaurant with five kinds of martinis and a bunch of frozen fun stuff, including a frozen espresso martini. And it's just gonna be a place to take your kids, dog dogs are welcome on the front patio. The moms are going to have happy hours here. The kids are going to have get togethers with other families here. It feels like it could be the neighborhood's cheers. Oh, I love that. (laughs) <laughs> and in a Luby's, no less, which the owner, John Alexis, said he kind of wanted to like un-Luby's it when they first got the space because there's nothing cute about that. And then he kind of changed his mind because in old Luby's with the big, big cavernous cathedral ceilings, he was like, there's something cool about that. And they saved the old sign, which was hanging way up high outside on one of those big old poles. They saved it and had a Dallas artist paint over it in these sort of psychedelic colors and then add some sort of birdies imagery over top. So like you can subliminally see the old L-U-B-Y apostrophe s and then you know some birdies imagery on top
1: yes i love that nodding to the past that's right while still looking forward dallas needs a lot more of that
3: so it's not a 110 year old building but it is an old (laughs) lubies we'll take it we'll take it thanks guys next up we're going to talk
1: about which foodie gifts we're giving this year that's right after this Welcome back, everyone. I hope you're all getting into the holiday spirit. And if you're like us and looking to go maybe less commercialized this season, might we suggest some food gifts? The best kind of gift. And one of the best gifts I have ever really received is when someone gives me tamales.
4: I know. It's the
1: best gift. It's like love.
4: It is. Yeah, it is love. And mainly if the family makes them for you. Yeah. But let me tell you something. This week, it's big for Hispanics because this week we began what we call the Guadalupe Reyes Marathon. From the Day of Guadalupe to the King's Day in January, we marathon with food and drink and parties with family with friends. So for us, this is like a marathon. So and we that's are beginning. That's a long time. time.
2: That's also way better than an actual marathon. Yeah, <laughs> that's
4: right. It, 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 it's happier. I can tell you that. Yeah.
2: And this is a week that we
4: begin also with the tamal season.
1: Mm-hmm. And
4: I want to know something: Do you say tamal
2: in singular or tamali? Tamale.
3: Am I doing it wrong? No, Claire.
2: I've always thought of them as two different things in my brain for some reason. So what we're talking about, I would say tamale.
1: Yeah, I'm kind of with Claire. Like I always thought a tamal was different than a tamale.
2: <laughs> okay, good.
1: So in, <laughs> in Spanish, the correct word is tamal. Okay, so for one, one e. yeah,
4: one tamal is a tamal. One tamal is correct. In plural, it's tamales. But in Texas, a lot of people use this word tamale. I mean, it's a like a regionalism, something like that? Mm-hmm. Because let's remember that this area of the country used to be Mexican like 200 years ago. Mm-hmm. Yep. So a lot of families keep living here and then a lot of immigrants came. This world just transformed itself into Tamali. Professor Connie Martinez from UNT, she's a linguist and she told me, you know what, it's not wrong. It's just an adaptation and language is alive. And the farther you are from your Hispanic roots, it's the most probably that you say Tamale instead of Tamal. And let's remember that every region in Mexico and in Latin America they have their own tamales. For example, in Mexico we made it with lard and masa, and we put some guisado in there. So every tamal it's very different, and I I enjoy them all. And what's your favorite kind of tamal? Ay, for me, I love the torta de tamal. <gasps> yes, this is a thing in Mexico City. In every corner you will find a man with a tricycle selling this. He takes the tamale or the tamal, he put it in a bolillo, and you eat it and then you order a hot chocolate and boom, you have a breakfast that will last till six o'clock in the afternoon because it's so rich and <laughs> pure <like> calories too. <laughs>
2: a perfect meal.
1: It's a
3: marathon.
2: Yeah, it's a marathon. After yes, all. yeah. <laughs>
1: That's a good yeah. way to kick off your marathon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Pre-marathon marathon meal and it's
3: a mall for breakfast, <laughs> especially if we were in like a walking culture. If you imagine like you leave your house, you're walking someplace, you grab that on the way. What a lovely morning. I know.
1: Oh. So can you find those torta tamales in Dallas anywhere? I think these pop-up cafecito,
4: they are starting to make them, but they are putting like cheese in there and cream and frijoles. It's not that traditional, but hey, you can try them.
1: They're probably Dallasizing it a little bit. Yeah, that's which right. Which is like state fair it. Yeah. Imelda, <laughs> where is this pop-up? Cafecito,
4: follow them on Instagram, and then you can find them where they will be.
3: Did the making of tamales start in the home and not in restaurants? I ask because of course you can find them in restaurants across DFW, but the tamales, nope. Tamales. The tamales that I love come from someone that you know. Making tamales in a family, it's a big,
4: big event. And everybody's participating. They call it la tamalada. So everybody sits around the pot and everybody's taking the corn husk and everybody's putting the masa in there. Everybody's participating because when you make tamales, you make like 200 tamales Mm -hmm. or 300 tamales because it's a lot of work. So everybody's in family for Christmas. Oh, guys, you know what? You have homework. You have to make your tamales. (laughs) Yeah, it's a big time. Mostly women, I mean, but everybody, even the kids makes tamales. And so what do you all like in your tamales? What filling? The more traditional are chicken with salsa verde Mm -hmm. and pork with salsa roja and then chicken with mole too. There are people that make the mole from scratch to mm-hmm. make the tamales. Oh, wow. So it's a lot of work. So mm-hmm. you can fill your tamal with whatever you want. I even try them with Philadelphia cheese, mm-hmm. with strawberry jam. Oh, oh, God, they are
1: good. There are some dessert tamales out there yeah. that are really amazing.
4: And I think this year my mom wants to make tamales. So I will bring you some. Yes,
1: please. Or we can all come and help. Yeah, yeah. If you want. We can make a great big tamalada. That would be so great. Yeah. So other than tamales, what food gifts do you like to give or receive?
3: I'm always a fan of giving alcohol to people who want alcohol. (laughs) Not everybody wants alcohol. It's a good idea to be the friend or family member who knows what's what. Right. But for the last couple of years, I've written a story about the best food gifts to give to people around the holidays. This year, I picked seven things and two were bottles of alcohol. One is Fernie's Funnel Cake Cream, Hmm. which is a funnel cake flavored alcohol made by the family that brought funnel cakes to the State Fair of Texas. So it's also a great gift for a fair lover. Right. I also added in this basket La Pulga, which is the tequila made in Mexico, of course, but by and for a group of Fort Worth restaurateurs who are opening a Sotol distillery in Fort Worth. So a Fort Worth tequila and then a DFW-based funnel cake cream. (laughs) That's where I would start. What else was in your basket, Sarah? I am totally obsessed with these little truffles called Brigadero's. They're made by a woman from Brazil, but she's lived here in DFW for most of her life. The company is Sweet Joy Bites. And my favorite flavor of these little tiny truffles is raspberry lemon. But they also make a dark chocolate with like a dark chocolate truffle on the inside. They make a white chocolate lime, pistachio, even like some fun flavors like rose and lavender. So the beautiful thing about these little truffles is that they taste great. You can get a variety and they look so pretty. So if you're looking for a gift for somebody, maybe you don't know very well, or it's a hostess gift, just, you know, something for someone, you could buy these sweet joy bites in packs of six, 12 or 24 and give them to a lucky person who's possibly never heard of this woman's incredible small business built right here in DFW. Also in my basket, I've got a grinder full of different spices. So salt, pepper, onion, garlic, and a few other things, all in one shaker. So if you're making chicken at home, if you're roasting vegetables, you can just kind of grind this one spice all over them. And it's a one-stop shop for great spices. Also in the basket, a couple other things a good and hot flavored potato chip from Foxtrot, the coffee mm. shop. These are $1.99 for the little bitty bag. They'd be a fun stocking stuffer and they're just spicy and crunchy and delicious. A mustard made by a woman in the Park Cities area. It's called Shorelmer House, and that's H A U S. She's German. She makes exactly one kind of mustard. It is sweet and hot all at once and it's so good she has no reason to make any of their kinds. So if you love mustard, you gotta get this Shorelmer house and they sell it at farmers markets. And then One final thing, I met a woman at a Christmas market selling what she calls seasoned straws and they're short cocktail straws doused in different flavored seasonings. And you put them in a cocktail or you could put them in a mocktail or even a sparkling water, I guess. But I got my dad the smoke flavor. So you could like put it in a old fashioned or a margarita. I got my husband the mango habanero, which I think would also be good in a margarita. Or he's somebody who loves a grapefruit and vodka drink. So a salty dog. Mm -hmm. I just think these straws are sort of like bougie and cool. And they're wrapped individually. They come in a pack of 10 for $26. It's a bit of a splurge, but it's just a fun little thing. I love your basket. Thank you.
2: Yeah. And so Claire, what are some of your favorite food gifts? I know you've got some. I do. I love food <laughs> gifts. I love giving them. I love receiving them. I talked about Penzies briefly last mm-hmm. episode, but I love Penzi's spices. I think that they are a great gift and you can get little different sets of them or kind of like pick your own. And my favorite spice blend from them is Fox Point. I think it's perfect. It has lots of shallots in it. Uh, shallots. There's also their French vinaigrette, which is wonderful for making a salad dressing it's like all you need plus some oil and acid wait hold the phone it's all the spices for a dressing but none of the liquid correct fun yeah I like that you can buy Penzi's online and also we are lucky here in Dallas that there is a Penzi's store on Preston I also love Bonton Farms honey butter oh my gosh it is so good you know, tinned fish has been really big this year. And I've been eyeing Fishwife, mm-hmm. which has had its moment in the sun recently. This is a really beautifully designed tinned fish brand. And I've gotten some of that for some gifts this year. I also love a food gift that is food adjacent. I love food attire.
0: <laughs> okay. That makes wow. sense. Yes.
2: yes. I also love a good dad hat. Okay. So Jimmy's food store has a great dad hat. Resident Taqueria also has a great dad hat if you want to like rep a Taqueria. And are you saying these hats just simply have
3: their company name on them? Yeah, it's just Or is it mi- like a merch. silly... Yeah,
2: but if for someone who likes things like that and also wants to Wants rep to rep local, their neighborhood. Yeah, yeah, I think it's a cool gift. And then I think you cannot go wrong with a food experience gift. Two that I would recommend are like a pizza making class at Partenope and also cheese tasting class at Scardello. I think those are perfect...
3: Claire, I feel like you have an answer to this. Do you have a favorite apron? I do. I love a good apron. And and I really don't love a bad apron. And we know the difference. Yes,
2: there is a difference. So I do not own one of these aprons, but I just recently heard about them. I think it's called Vincent Apron. And it's a guy who works here in Dallas in the restaurant industry and started his own apron brand. Oh, great. You know, they're made by restaurant industry folks for restaurant industry folks. But I think if anyone wants a legit nice apron, that's where I would look. Do you have one that you like, Sarah? No, and I'm kind of on the hunt. I love... The look
3: of a nicely starched apron in a dark neutral color and then like the grommets with the beautiful leather straps. Mm -hmm.
2: Oh, yeah. And I know they're they're
3: expensive. I've seen them on some food websites.
2: Erin, what's on your food list so one thing
1: I like to give, as a counterpoint to Sarah giving wine, you know, there are a lot of people who don't drink. So I started giving nice bottles of olive oil. You know, I go to Central Market where they have just like a gorgeous selection of olive they oil. they look pretty. And you put it in the little wine, you yes. know, bag. And that's something that people can get it use out of for like a really, really long time. So I love olive oil as a gift. I also love nostalgic food gifts. There are some German foods that my grandmother always had around Christmas. Like pfeffernuss, which is sort of that gingerbready iced cookie that's very spicy. Where do you buy those? I buy them at Central Market. Central Market has a great German like scene during the holidays. So I go there and you can also go to World Market.
3: I want to put in a nod for Black Forest Bakery, another great place to find these just little gifties or stocking stuffers.
4: And I think HEB also has a great selection of things from different countries.
1: We'll put links to all of these suggestions online at DallasNews.com/food, also including Sarah's gift basket. If you have any ideas for foodie gifts, please email us at eatdrink@dallasnews.com. At and that's all the time we have for Eat Drink DFW this week. Thank you all for joining, and I hope we've made you hungry for more. We also want to hear from you, so share your food thoughts, favorite restaurants, or tasty recipes with us at eatdrink@dallasnews.com. At show is produced by Julie Fisk. To stay up to date on every episode of this show and hear more from our newsroom, just follow the Dallas Morning News wherever you get your podcasts. And if you like what you hear, please rate the show and give us a good review. Find links to everything we do at dallasnews.com slash listen. You'll also find a special membership offer there just for listeners. For the news, I'm Aaron Bookie. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next week.
0: Eat Drink DFW from the Dallas Morning News is made possible by Central Market.